welcome to Miracles in Recovery with Ray Lynch. If you are one of the millions of people facing addiction issues or the loved one of someone who is, we're here to help and to discuss solutions. Hope is in your corner. Now, here's your host, Ray Lynch. Good evening and welcome to Miracles in Recovery. Today is February 22nd, 2021. Wow. Wow. Did you ever think we'd get this old? <laughs> Great, no, but gratefully, yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, it's funny when 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 you said that. It, it, there's a lot of things that make me pop back to um, stupid phases of my life, and I remember saying, you know, if I'm lucky to make it to 21, if I'm lucky to make it to 24, I really don't think I'm going to get out at 28. <laughs> you know, and, and shut the. F- and here you are. Yeah, yeah, at sixty-one. Yeah, I can remember thinking thirty was old. Now they're babies. And you know the funny thing is, is that um, when I was a kid, and I don't necessarily know. I mean, in the sixties or whatever, playing playing sports in you know, playing, just being in the neighborhood. I think the parents were older then than we are today. You mean yeah. mentally, their I don't, mental well, status saying, was older? Well, yeah, well, see, I don't know if it's because of where we are, where technology is, is right in our face. We're talking about, you know, ones and zeros making yeah. all of this uh, incredible stuff. We didn't have that. So I don't necessarily know if we weren't, if that, if those generation gaps, they've, they've kind of squished down a little bit because technology has allowed us to um, converse with, with, with people who are almost half our age and we can relate to them in, in, in real life experiences. In some ways, I've, I was looking at a post on Facebook with a kid that I'm friends with mm-hmm. and she was talking about how baby boomers have ruined the world. And she was going on and on about the stuff that we went on and on about, mm-hmm. about you know the generation prior to ours, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting because it's almost like a flashback. Yeah. You know, I just I just said, please, Brooklyn, don't say okay, boomer, and I'll be okay. Yeah. But if you okay, boomer me, I'll be mad. But nothing's really changed. No, but what I'm saying is, um, yeah, we do. But the I, the individual the the individual individual families on my street. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have any type of commonality relationship with yeah you couldn't sit down and have a conversation with them you were more respectful and afraid which is different today the only the only commonality i would have would be if my neighbor was my coach or if you know and even then they're the boss and you're the kid yeah yeah they were mr or mrs yes always and and it's not like that today you know so um i mean i think it's it's okay, but I think that's where some of the trouble lies as well, you know. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, you know, I chat with my son, and I'm 35 years older than he mm-hmm. is. And, yeah, but you're his mother. Yeah, but I mean, we talk about everything, and um, 
He did tell me I was curmudgeonly, because I still say typewriter, when I'm talking about a typewriter. A keyboard is something completely different, but he says, no, they're not, they're the same thing now. And there were a couple of other things he told me. What? Yeah. No, a typewriter is a, you mean a, a physical? Yeah, yeah. No, it's a keyboard. Selectric three. Yeah, it's a keyboard, yeah. according to him. No. That's what they no, call him. Yeah, he's, he's off on Well, that. we're curmudgeons. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a little bit off on that one. Yeah, we're curmudgeonly. Then. A keyboard is the thing that isn't the keyboard, the thing that's on a, a regular PC? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a keyboard that's right a keyboard there on that, that one. Yeah, but that's yeah, just a yeah. piece of it. It's not the yeah. whole package. Yeah. So I tried to explain to him about typewriter ribbons and things like that, and he just, mm. I'm old. But that's okay. That's okay. I used one of those in the Marine Corps for four years. I used to type 120 words a minute almost. Is that right? Yeah. It's probably why my fingers look like this. <laughs> but it, it is very interesting the way things change, but they and, and in some ways they stay the same. But I have found, you know, just in talking about men and how they really think, the younger guys are a lot more willing to talk about real stuff. Well, yeah, because the because, because, because when I was uh, Jay's age, you didn't talk to the parent no. as open, you no, know. No. So, and and I and that's what I'm saying. Like modern technology has, you know, um, in some ways brought us closer together. Yeah. I mean, there's still always going to be the generational differences, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, because we had different experiences than they did, mm -hmm. totally. Yeah. And they grew up in a much more, um, I don't want to Coddled. say, immoral world than we did. Um, yeah, yeah, well... Well, the, fingertip the, access, yes. The immorality uh -huh. may have been under the, you know. Yeah, fingertip access, yeah. So a were, lot of a mm -hmm. lot of people, you know, including me, I was very naive and didn't see a lot of things that yeah. maybe were there, but now they're all out in the open mm -hmm. and, you know, pretty much accepted. And that's that's a little strange to me. I'm still, do you see, do, when you go back to um, Silva, do you see a difference in your small town? Not really. No? No, not really. So... Except that they now have bars, and when I was growing up... Right, but I mean, that's just, yeah. that's just, yeah. That, that's yeah. just somebody but no. your age getting out of school and, and getting a license and opening up a bar. Um, well, they wouldn't... It was against the law in North Carolina back then, so you couldn't. Yeah. So there were no bars. But other than that, um, there's some... <clears throat> um, there, there's been some um, BLM protests and things like that in town, which were kind of interesting. I filmed Probably one. Probably a week, though. Oh, they had a lot of people. I mean, yeah. it, they're, you know, it's a friendly town, so you're not going to get violence well, But that's what I mean. Like it's, it's a, but, yeah. you know, then there were guys guarding. There's a Civil War monument, which has been a problem for some. Who, who is it? It's not anybody. It, it was, you know, because it's... Oh, is it what, just a stone or is it... And, and, well, his, his nickname is Silva Sam, but it wasn't for a specific person. Oh, okay. There were All right. a lot of guys from that area yeah. who, you know, there weren't a lot of slave owners. That wasn't mm -hmm. the reason they went. They were forced to go by the home guard. Yeah. And they a lot of them died, including a couple of my great-grandfathers. So it was a, just uh, a monument 
yeah. you know, honoring all of them for yeah. going. Yeah. But it, you know, it, somebody found out it was there and it was quite the thing for a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's so ridiculous. Let, let's all just jump on the movement, you know. But the funny thing is, is um, <clears throat> there are so many symbols out there for things like that, like in the city that I grew up in, New Bedford, at the um, the downtown library, there's mm -hmm, a whale. That's there's, where this is. There's a whaleman in a in a in a. Um, he's got a harpoon, and it's like a half a. It's it's really beautiful if you look at it. He's he's in a boat. He's in a dory, and um, he's standing at the front of the boat, and he's he's it says a like a dead whale or a stove boat. Yeah, and it says whatever to dedicated to the right. You know the New Bedford, uh, whatever whaleman, and um, <clears throat> so something like that, where they were out there killing fish. Right, that's okay. When are we going to get to there to start ripping that down? Somebody <laughs> will find. Somebody will find. But a you reason. know what I mean? Like, come on. Oh, I know. And and here's the thing in Silva. And I found this out because my mother's been very ill, as you know, and I've been mm -hmm. talking to caregivers. So I talked to this one guy, and he told me he had been a deputy sheriff in Tampa, Florida. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that Tampa's a big city. Yeah. And we know, because it's a big city, the nature of big cities is they have drug problems. He told me that this tiny little town in North Carolina had the worst drug problem he had ever seen. Oh, well, I believe it. I believe it. And I thought, wow. Well, I mean, per capita, you got Tampa is a huge city. Huge. Yeah. Right? Um, how many people live in Tampa? Well, we'll just use the word, we'll just use the number one million. Yeah, I was gonna say just do a million. Um how many live in Silva? I don't know. Thirty or forty thousand maybe. Yeah. So if you take the average kid who has dabbled in drugs or alcohol in today's world those kids are greater than when we were there yeah but to say i mean this is a place where the paper still publishes all the arrests and they're all drug arrests it, it's yeah. crazy it wasn't like that when i grew up it really wasn't even with the well, university no. there it wasn't yeah and now you know they had a murder not too long ago which is big news that was drug related. Um, well, I mean, it's they just have a the, lot of overdoses. There are a lot of meth problem. I mean, it's just a huge problem <coughs> now. You know, and and the the thing about that is, is that the the times you just like you said, you know, you have all that decadence at your fingertips now. Mm -hmm. Whereas we had to go physically look for it. It was there in your in your town. You just didn't know where to look for it. You stayed on the main think, street. I really and don't it was think drugs were. I don't. I would have heard. I don't think drugs. You know, people. Well, you know, people were drinking, and there might have been a little marijuana, or weed. I called it dope, and that mm -hmm. was another curmudgeonly word, according to my son. That that's yeah. that's what they call heroin now. Dope. They've always called it dope. Well, we called weed dope, but anyway, yeah. there there was weed, but that was pretty much it. I didn't see any kind of, you know, hard drugs until I moved to Los Angeles. Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. you know. Yeah. And then they're selling it right out of the bodegas. Oh, yeah. It's um, everywhere. But, yeah. you know, I had never seen cocaine. I d didn't know anything about heroin. I, I still have never seen it, but except for residue from what my daughter did. 
You know, you were, you said uh, uh, you said the word overdose, and it reminded me of something I texted you yesterday or the yes. day before. Um, we've spoken in the past about how Massachusetts is ahead of the curve with with spending federal funds that they receive for um, addiction awareness and and recovery and all of that. And the majority of the states, we read that article. The majority of the states spend ninety percent of it in the first 90 days, I think it yeah. is, of treatment. And then after that, you're kind of on your own. Where Massachusetts looks past that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's long-term long -term spending for um, hopefully better recovery. <clears throat> yeah, it's that I noticed, maintenance, and that's the most important part of it. Yeah, I saw that they uh, just put out a, uh, an overdose awareness state plate. I saw that. Yeah, that's the one yeah. you sent me. Very it's cool. Got a, it's got like a purple ribbon, like with an angel, and uh, it says AO on it, which is uh, oh, OA, Overdose Awareness, and it says Overdose Awareness in purple on the bottom. It's a Massachusetts state plate. And you can, you know, you can probably buy numbers from, you know, 28 to however many they'll run right. concurrent. Um, and all of that money is going to go for overdose awareness specifically which is good so so they don't so all so all that extra money that they still get can still be pumped into the systems to for longevity yeah, to maintain yeah. the long-term yeah. <clears throat> recovery which is so important and I haven't so hard seen to that. maintain i haven't seen that in another state no, no. i haven't heard and, of and it. i thought i, th I, I mean you would think places cool. like california that try to be ahead of the curve yeah. would be doing that but massachusetts is a Pretty much ahead of the curve. California is like California's dropped the ball many years ago. Yeah, you yeah. know, and they used to. They used to, as California went, so did the so did the nation. And yeah, you're right, but not so much. Anymore. Not so much anymore, you know. And it, and it takes free thinkers like like these smaller states. Massachusetts got hit pretty hard with yes with. Um, with the, the whole opioid crisis yeah. and, and it's still and getting with, hit hard that you know one yeah. thing that that <clears> i've noticed is i read something not too long ago that said overdoses this past year mm -hmm. were higher than ever but we are not hearing that on the news because all you hear about is COVID. yeah they don't want to talk about anything else no no and, and sadly that all the underlying um well i, I can only imagine that it's worse yeah. teenage suicide is up and you know, they're, they're worried about us wearing a mask. Yeah. You know. And, you know, how many people are overdosing in their houses because, you know, life is just too much for them. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, fortunately enough, I, I, I kind of still have that belligerent um, piece of me that you tell me I have to do something and, you know, lock my back, lock my front door. Right. I'm locking up my back door. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> so, you know, still fucking authority, huh? Well, yeah, but fortunately enough, we have a governor that tells us that we need to be free thinkers. Yes. And, you know, I, I read something the other day that, uh, California and Florida have the same type of numbers. Mm -hmm. They kind of look the same, but we're free to go where we want to go. Right. Right. You know, um, so. And everybody's coming here because so it's we not, are. Yeah, really. Just because we're out there 
mingling in public and going to Publix and picking up groceries and going to eat at Benny Hanna like I did this afternoon. Um, we're not spreading it any any quicker no. or any more. So I, I don't know. I'm, we'll be very happy when the insanity of this goes away. And, mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to sit at a dinner table and have conversations about the effects of COVID from people who are sure they had it, even though they tested negative. Ever again. You know, there's, yeah, ever again. You know, um, and it always seems like when you when you reach that point of relief, they throw another curve. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're dying <clears throat> to. I just I don't understand people who want to be sick. Yeah, for whatever reason. Well, I mean, even just in life, though, we know I, I've grown up with some people who, um, not necessarily not necessarily hypochondriacs because. You know, they'll, <clears throat> but I mean, people who have had intentional operations, yeah. like, come on. I know. You know, I, it, it doesn't make sense. Or or these people that get their, what's that, um, um, Munchausen syndrome? Yes, yes. Where, where they, they get their kids. Where they yeah, Munchausen kids by proxy, where they make their yeah. kids sick so they can get attention. It's, it's scary. Very. Yeah. Very scary. I Sometimes I don't understand the world. No, no. And fortunately enough, you know, that's not at my door today. So I, so right. there's, that's not an understanding that I have to have. Um, but, man, there's some wacky people out there. That's Call 866-472-5792. 866-472-5792. Your questions or comments when Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery radio show. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, clinical trials, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and wellness. If you or somebody you love is dealing with an addiction to alcohol or drugs, you may be looking for all kinds of answers. Let Recovery Radio with host Zach Crouch be your guide. Zach Crouch will speak with experts and share personal stories of addiction recovery. You'll also learn what's beyond the surface of mental health, root causes of addiction, and more. Most importantly, we'll explore the solutions and treatments to get you back on track. Recovery Radio. New episodes are available every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. 
Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. And welcome back to Miracles in Recovery. If you or your organization would like to be a featured guest on the show, please send an email to Ray at miraclesinrecovery.org, and we'll send you an information packet on how to schedule a time so that you can be on the show and we can focus on what you have to bring to the recovery community. And like I always say, we do love our featured guests. We've had many interesting conversations with many interesting people. I think it's been so many now, I can't even remember them all. But, you know, some of them them stick out in my mind a Mm. lot. Yeah, some, I, I wouldn't say that some of them were forgettable. Um, no, just some of them. Some of them really, yeah, really touch you in in ways that you're done, that that you don't expect, mm-hmm. and it's it's very interesting. You and know? and you know the the ones that the ones that are lower on the um, touch you list is uh, the ones who came on to speak about addiction or recovery. Right. The ones who really grabbed you are the ones that came on just to speak about a book they did on spirituality or right, right. you know something like something that, that's relatable yeah. to everybody because mm-hmm. you know addicts are people too yeah even though you know you guys turn into sharks at the end of course but um I, I mean, that's all part of the process though i, I think you, you have to go through that you have to become that being in order to be able to um find some redemption i think i think to be able to turn around from that though yeah because the the complete and utter selfishness was one of the things that stunned me the most and then you know to have that go away and get the person Mm -hmm. back is a miracle it it is a true miracle because you know when you guys are in the midst of the addiction i don't think you think about anybody but yourself i I did not see any compassion or you know, empathy or any of the things that my daughter normally has in abundance mm-hmm. when she was in that state. It was all lies and stealing stuff and just utter and complete selfishness. It's like, where did she go? Well, let me, let me ask you a question. To, um, and you, you'll be able to tell that I'm, I'm in recovery from this question or that, that I was a, a selfish addict. Doesn't everybody think of themselves? More yes. so than more so than anyone else. Uh, yes and no, but I think you know there are people who go out of their way to be helpful to others, and to care about people, and to listen to them, and to empathize. But don't you think that that's? Don't you think? I mean, and that is to um, stop themselves from thinking about themselves. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, because I know I know that there are. There are times when, um, 
and just in my mind, this, is, this isn't anything that I really act on. There are times when there's always, I'm, I'm always the most important person in the room. I am. Bottom line. I don't feel that you way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've never um, felt that way. Consciously, anyway. Yeah. Well, well consciously, I, I do. So, so that makes me go over and above to try to help someone so that I don't have the great I am king. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but then again, there's times when I know I'm the most important person in the room that I would throw myself in front of a bus to save somebody else right. without, without thinking about it. So am I really the most important person in the room? No, they are at that moment. Right. You know? So um, I, I just think that, and I don't like, that's why I asked, because like I always think, and I don't walk around in my mind consciously saying I'm the most important person in the room, but if it wasn't for me, I wouldn't be here. Right, that's true. You know? <laughs> so so <laughs> I was just thinking that, but that's a funny thing to say. Yeah. But it's true. It's true. So, so I, I have to look out first and foremost for me in order to be able to complete this journey that I'm on. Well, that's one of the things that, that they kept telling me. Put yourself first and mm -hmm. then you can take care of other people. But if yeah. you don't take care of you, then how do you take care of anyone else? Mm -hmm. And I said, but I do take care of me. You know, I go get my teeth cleaned. I go get my nails done. I get mm -hmm. my hair cut. I go to work. I, you know, I take care of me. But what, I think it was more of a mental caring. Yeah. Then, the, you know, of course you can physically take care of yourself and should. And still be, And some people still don't even do that. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh -huh. and, and you can be, you know, walk around. And those are the, and those are the ones that, you know, oh, she jumped off the Roosevelt Bridge. Yeah. I don't know why she had it all together. Right. She always looked good. She always drove a nice car. She always had her nails did. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> and, and why did she jump? Why did she go into the mall and, or why did he go into the mall and, because uh, women usually don't do that, shoot the place up. Right. You know, they always had it together. And, and it's really not um, internal or external. It has to be a, a, a mixture of both. And, and, and I want to say. Well, it's an awareness I, that you have. Yeah. And, you know, obviously I don't. But I don't think if I had me being, coming into this thing, me being the most important one, I don't think I would get it as far as I did. Right. And maybe that's because why. Because you're taking care of yourself and you know that you have to. Yeah. And maybe that, and, and I think I was, because when I was, when I was running around like a knucklehead, that was the furthest thought from any thought pattern I had. That I was the most important one. I mean, I was I was the most selfish one. I, I would, yeah, look back and say, oh yeah, yeah, pick me for that. Um, but coming to learn that if I don't look after me first, um, I'm selling the life that I'm trying to live short and something's going to get in my way and I'm not going to know how to deal with it because I won't have me. 
I won't right. have I won't have my sanity or my um, unstable um, judgment to be able to guide me. And uh, I think maybe that's how I was able to amass the time that I have because I wasn't willing to give up me no matter what came at me. Right. Well, and you, I, I think they talk to us a lot about boundaries, mm -hmm. setting boundaries. And a lot of people are kind of boundaryless. I didn't know anything about how to do that. Mm -hmm. It's still very difficult for me, very, because I don't want to hurt other people. And I feel like if I say yeah, no, or if I, you know, don't want to yeah. do that, or, you know, no, you can't live with me, that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to hurt somebody. Well, I mean, I find myself doing that too, but, but, um, I think that's just a human trait that we, I don't walk into a room and not care that people don't like me. I, I still care what people think about me, but I still have to hold that to me, I'm the most important person in that room because I'm all I have at that right, moment. Right. You know, I'm the one that's going to get me through it. Right. Nobody, Nobody else, else can. No. Well, I mean, even if they do care, they no, can't do no, it no, for no, you. No, no, that's, no, no, that's no. The... If you're in a situation where you shouldn't be put in that situation, but um, I happen upon someone, I'm walking down the street in my old neighborhood, and I happen upon someone, and they say, hey, uh, you know, I got something you want to, they don't care about me. No. You know, the devil wants to take me back with them. So I have to, my constitutionally be the most important person in my life because I'm the one that's going to make that call. I'm the one, you're not going to, you're not going to tell me, you know, like it's funny. I, I uh, posted yesterday that the Bruins were playing uh, um, the Flyers outside in Lake Tahoe. Yeah. What a game. It was a they won seven to three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't have been that way if it wouldn't have been what a game if they lost. But um, <clears throat> and someone said, "Oh, you're in Lake Tahoe. I would have I would have bought you a beer. Oh no, a non-alcoholic one. You don't make that decision for me, right? You know what I mean, right? And and people have tried along the way to make that decision for me. Well, you don't drink anymore. Tell me what I do, right? You know, constitutionally, no, I don't. But um, you are not the one that makes that decision. I'm the one that makes all the decisions in my life, um, right, wrong, or indifferent, and I'm the one that has to pay for them. Um, do I do I give others consideration in the um, choices that I make? Absolutely. But I do know that left out there naked on the street i'm the one that i'm the one that makes a difference in whether i use or i don't so i have to keep that uh constitutionally in my heart that i'm the most important person because i'm the one that makes that decision no and i think that's a that's a good way to look at it you know mm -hmm. it, i don't think that's selfish per se no no not in any way yeah it's just not um, in any way it's self-preservation really yeah. and and you know, I guess if we all really sit down and think about it, mm -hmm. maybe maybe we all think that way. You know, when I'm sitting in a room full of people, I'm still sitting, you know, inside myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I'm not anybody but me. Yep. And and it's um. It can be difficult. You're right. I don't. I don't want people not to like me. Yeah. I want people to like me. And you know, I think you said a few shows ago. I, you know, there could be 500 people in the room, and I'm going to concentrate on the five that don't like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Because you know, that's. I guess that's human nature. But it, you know, it's hard. It's really hard to. But you can't let those five dictate your thought pro- right. process. And they and will the if thing. you're not yeah. careful. Yeah. They really, really uh-huh. will. It's it's uh. It's not easy making your way through the world. And, and if you, you know, if you're making your way through the world, trying to get high or getting high and, and mm. going through all of the rest of the stuff that goes with it, you know, that's, that's when the utter and complete selfishness comes in. Yeah. You know, how can you not think about what your family and what you're doing to them? How can you steal from people who love you? <clears throat> you know, all of that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's the difference between selfishness and selflessness. Right. Knowing that you are, you know, you get the rudder of your own personal ship, mm-hmm. but there are other people that you uh, deal with on a daily basis, love and, and um, nurture on a daily basis that happen to play into some of the decisions that you make. But you're still the one that may, has to make that personal decision for yourself. And and um, for the longest time, <clears throat> I wasn't a decision maker. I was a shoot from the hipper. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a lot easier to shoot from the hip than have to plan and yeah. be organized and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as an addict, that's all you do. Well, I guess you do plan. you got to plan where you're going to get it next. No, there was no plan. No plan? No, I mean... It, erratic at best you know what I yeah mean? but i mean didn't she say well we're gonna go here and so and so is gonna be there with this and i'm gonna get some yeah, money that's, here that's, that's just chaos and that's, i know you know i gotta yeah. get a ride from that's chaos. Know, bubba and, over yeah. here and that and that falls out that falls out and you're stealing me to stop and shop yeah <laughs> you know what i mean so, so okay so that didn't yeah. work <clears throat> so i gotta yeah. have plan b but you're yeah, still yeah like, yeah you're a shoe from the hipper well, if you're <laughs> if you're using there's no... Well, yeah, some of the dumb things you guys mm-hmm. do, it's just astounding. You know, oh, yeah, let's go steal some stuff from a store and, and be real obvious about it. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to be able to get high today because I went to jail. Now what? Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't... I, yeah, it, it's just... It's it's crazy, you know? Um, the, the, the thought process that, you know, the, the gratitude that I have that I walked through what I did... And um, didn't come out with that much brain damage, yeah. You know, yeah. and that I can make that I can good that I can make good common sense um, decisions and and thought pro you know have a have a decent thought process today. Um, because there was some dumb, dumb, dumb ideas. Oh, that, I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of the things that I but you know. Taking those opportunities yeah. as well, you know, to take mm-hmm. advantage of, of somebody who doesn't realize what you're up to. You know, and, and that's one thing that um, as, as foggy as an addict is, an active addict is, walking through life, there's one keen sense of the sheep. Because those are the ones that you need to keep. 
ah, facilitating yes, yes, your yes. use. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I was one of the sheep. Yeah. For well, sure. I mean, the, you know, the, the world is a sheep. Maybe not as much today um, as it was 5, 10, 15, yeah, 25. Yeah, because there were so many people that yeah. have gotten caught up in mm -hmm. this and, and more and more people. So much more awareness. Yeah, have become yeah. aware like me. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to. Yeah. I, I didn't yeah. have a clue. Yeah, it was forced on you. Yeah. Yeah. I truly yeah, did you know, not have a clue. Would you, would you rather be the individual that is in the know today yes. than walk around yes. Sally uh, yeah. Fogg? Well, yeah. and judgmental and you know, yeah. looking down on people and parents and everybody else. Yeah. I don't want to be that person. Mm. And I was. And, you know, you can still find yourself saying, oh, but, you know, he's an alcoholic or he's an addict. And that's your, uh, that's your looking down on somebody who actually has a disease. And a lot of people don't realize it. And a lot of people are very judgmental and nasty and condescending and, you know, won't hire somebody or plenty of other things just because of that label. And I think that's wrong too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh -huh. like the labeling. Um, people do get better all the time. And honestly, I think you guys are better people on the other side than if you'd been who you were and just never went through that. There are some that don't make it to the better people. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. We're all yeah. human. Uh -huh. there were, but, there, uh, you know, some... I have seen many who did. Oh, yeah. You know, just You're the, giving the kindness the opportunity and the compassion. To to, yeah. Uh -huh. That, you know, and the, and the lack of selfishness, the yeah. selflessness is, you know, you, you can feel it in some people. And then there are others who, you know, are just prideful about I beat it. And I'm, I'm even more special. Yeah, but at least they're at least they're not using, and yeah, breaking and, into and, houses and yeah. you know, causing all kinds of mayhem and havoc. But what did it? But what did that get them? I don't know. You know what I mean? I mean it's, yeah, they might feel better about themselves if they get attention, and maybe yeah. that's what they're looking for. I don't know. I think there there do seem to be a a lot of um, addicts with the look at me syndrome. Yeah. You know, I'm just attention seekers. I'll put it that way. They want attention and let's, let's focus the attention on, Oh, I'm successful. I've, I've beat this or I'm, I'm beating this thing. Yep. And we can, you know, we can talk about that and I'm special. And I guess that's what it is. The I'm, yeah. I'm special syndrome. Pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. And then, you know, you have to stop and think, why does someone need so much attention? And I, I don't know. You hear that? Yeah. <laughs> We're hearing a whistling, <laughs> yeah. like somebody's whistling. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was thinking that I was, I was thinking that it was the little, the little uh, angel and devil in my ear, but it, it wasn't, I, I wasn't the only no, one. I think, it. I honestly think it might have been somebody walking down the street. I'm not sure. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Very well could yeah. be. Yeah. Because we're, we're close to Ray's balcony here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I know that there are people from many walks of life, many, many, characterizations many um shortcomings and failures you know i i mean i carry my own um 
but I try to be as um, even, I guess. I, I try not to be as selfish as um, my the little devil inside me would want me to be. You know, because it's still very easy to um, buy a buy a bag of candy and you know say, "Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna save save half for my grandkids." Yeah, and then you ate it all. And then eat it all. You know? <laughs> well, at least the grandkids didn't know you bought it. No, they didn't. But that's bad. But I did. Right. You know. Right. So. Oh, that's that's funny. Yeah. Well, I, I I don't get the look at me syndrome from you, but there are people in all walks of life really that that have it, and it can be difficult. Yeah. 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 So, I don't know. Well, if anybody's out there listening and you want to call in and share, dial 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. With your questions, comments, whatever, the next 20 minutes is yours. When Ellen and I return on the Miracles and Recovery Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Can you truly expand your possibilities beyond what your normal capabilities are? It's very possible when you can know more, do more, and be more. Tune in each week to Shift Happens with host Karin Weary and co-host Ida Serena Lee. The world is waiting for you to show off your unique gifts. It starts with healing yourself mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Once the scars of our past are gone, we can truly begin to shine. Listen live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice of America Health and Wellness. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Miracles in Recovery. To reach the program today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to ray at miraclesinrecovery.org. Now, back to this week's show. Crazy, crazy world we live in today. Crazy, crazy world. For sure. We, um... Um, well, you know, you know, fortunately enough, uh, the show that the, 
the show that we do, when we, when we first started, we talked about addiction and recovery, and it was specifically addiction and recovery. Um, now we just talk about life, <laughs> whatever. whatever, you know. Um, Stream of consciousness. There you go. There you go. And you said you drove back from North, North Carolina, Carolina yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. How was the How was the the drive? Weather and all of that. The weather was fabulous. Going up was terrible. It was very scary. It was raining yeah. so hard that there was, oh. you know, there was, I don't know, spray coming up off the road. You know, all in uh, North was, Carolina or I don't no? Know. It was in Georgia actually. Oh. Well, it started in Florida and went up through Georgia, and then coming back was beautiful. Yeah. No problems yeah. whatsoever. I stopped and shopped, which is always not a good thing. Oh, with those outlets yeah. there where you... Yeah. 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 I wasn't going to, and then... You stopped on the way up or back? On the way back. Mm. Yeah, I thought I might need a bathroom break. That was a good place to go. Yeah. And where is that? Um, it's just north of Macon, Georgia. Oh, so it's still up I-75. there. I-75, yeah. yeah. There are others um, in Florida... That I sometimes stop at too, but I just, you know, after a while you just want to get get the drive over with. It's you yeah. know, eleven hours at least, so it's a long day in yeah. the car. Yeah, and the, the the more you walk around friggin' the coach store, the uh, yeah, it seems like Kate Spade store, the Michael yeah. Kors store. It seems like all of those stores are, um, they're all they're all in those. Yeah. Yeah. They mostly have them only in outlets now. Yeah. It's kind of interesting because, you know, they, we had one in our mall here and they got rid of it. Which one? The coach store. At Treasure Coast? Yeah. I didn't even know there was a coach store there. There used to be. A friend of mine worked there. How long ago? Oh, wow. It was while I was working at Cache, which is also gone. So, you know, yeah, nine or ten. What's that? Where, 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 you were, where that was now? What's in there? Black and white store? No, that's gone too. Oh. They're all gone. <laughs> Is the, um, oh, well, we do have a guest, and of course, um, she raised me, so I really can't <laughs> say, I, I really can't say no. Gail, are you on? Hi, can you hear me? I yes, sure can. Yes, how are you? I'm good. Um, I've been wanting for a long time to call in and share some of the things that brought me to sobriety. Um, I spent many, many, many days and years in AA, and there was always something that I couldn't rest with. And so I decided to go to Al-Anon. It was very uncomfortable because, of course, I was the bad guy in that group. But that's where I learned a little more about who I am and how I think. And I, I, I'm always going to be grateful that I did that piece. Um, and I'm looking forward to meeting you, Ellen, because I am going to come visit oh, good. my son, Raymond. Oh, you should come you as there? soon as you can. The weather's fabulous. I know. I, I'm getting the vaccination next week, 
and um, well, actually, I'm getting it this Wednesday, so that'll put me on the road to getting going to go to visit. Well, that will be um, wonderful. I'd love to meet you finally. I feel yeah, like I know you. Nice. Yes, it will be. Yeah. But I, you know, I'm, I'm um, interested in hearing about your Al-Anon experiences too, because um, as a double dipper, you know a little bit on both sides, and I think yeah. that's, that's that's a good thing. Yeah, it was a good thing. I found some pieces uh, about my thinking, and um, that helped me identify uh, my behavior before I got into alcohol. Right. So, well, it's, yeah. It's kind of well, you two you have a good that. evening, and I'm looking forward to that new grandchild, Raymond. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good night. I love you. All right. Love you too. Good night. Good night. Good night. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, it's. I don't necessarily know if um, Al-Anon and AA and NA and Naranon, I don't know if, if they have the same uh, staunch lines that they used to. Not so much. You know Especially what I mean? Especially not Naranon. No, I mean, she's talking, you know, quite a few years yeah. ago. But I mean, the... the, <clears throat> the the premise is the same. Oh no, I'm sure. I'm sure and the, the teachings you know, the, and the readings are yeah, all the same. And the problems are the same. But it's same. not as black and white. Right. It's all gray. Yeah. Well, it depends. You know, meetings all have their own personalities, as you know, depending on who goes oh, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, who's trying to be in control? Because somebody's always trying to be in control. I would venture to say that um, Alcoholics Anonymous isn't as militant, maybe. Yeah, yeah, that would be yeah, a that would policing. be an okay word yeah. because uh, policing. Yeah, um, do you really belong here? Prove right. you know um, because there there isn't, or even if there is, the stone cold drinker, and that's it. Um, they live in a world of um, diversity with with uh, drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you're when you're sitting in a bar, you're sitting next to someone who isn't that stone cold drunk like you were, and next to them, and next to them, and next to them. Now it's a uh, now it's morphed into um, everybody's a garbage head, right? You know, uh, and so I think the lines have been skewed a little bit. Where you know, there's there may be black and white. But there's a real wide gray area where it used to be a wall. Yeah, I think you're right. You know? And that's good. Because <clears throat> like, she just said, when I went in, I was the bad guy. Well, there, there's still a tendency to feel that way, um, I think. Um, you know. But those, that's an older individual that's, that, that has that. Um, well, no, I think it's the experience of the Al-Anon person. That's what I, mean. I don't mean older in age. I mean, uh, they they've had um, well, they, there's a going, longevity in there. There's there's the resentment that uh-huh. never really goes completely away against the alcoholic or against the addict. The resentment of what you put me yeah, through. Yeah, no, yeah, that's cool. 
And so if someone comes in who is a double dipper, well, you put somebody through that too. Yeah. And so they hate you for it. Well, (laughs) no, but um, they might not socialize with you initially. Yeah. You know, because there, there was, you know, there's always the meeting after the meeting type thing. Yeah. You know, where everybody goes somewhere. We used to go to McDonald's and sit and talk, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And um, you may not get invited initially until they suss you out and figure out if you are one of those selfish look at me kind of people. At least that was my experience just from, you know, 15 years or so of observation. Mm. But anytime you put a bunch of people together, you're going to get the human oh, dynamics no, no, and they exactly. can be difficult to <clears throat> negotiate exactly. and navigate yeah. and that's that's what and, it's all and about you have I mean, to, we're there to help each other you have to respect the individual um that is only protecting their safe space yeah well, i mean my yeah. ex-mother-in-law went to al-anon and she was so uncomfortable because mm-hmm. you know she said they referred to not a person but you know when they're talking about you know the, the reason they're there they called them the alcoholic and she mm-hmm. said, I don't want to be referred to as the alcoholic or the addict, you know. that She found that to be very disrespectful. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. I get it. Um, I don't think, I, that's just, that. that's a personal. Uh, oh, she found it very offensive. Yeah. But do you think she was looking for a reason to, um, like, there's a lot of people out there that look for reasons to dislike a distrust right out of the gate well probably uh, you know she was more comfortable in the aa yeah, yeah. milieu mm-hmm. but <clears throat> she did strongly suggest to me that i start going and that's the reason i did mm. otherwise i wouldn't it wouldn't have even occurred to me well i mean it might have eventually. it would have but just not yeah, yeah all you, the, you wouldn't you know, have been on the road that much right. early yeah right and yeah then, you know all the uh rehabs and everything trying to make you go mm-hmm because, you know, you need support. And where else are you going to get it except in a room full of people who are sort True. of organized, you know, in a way to just help you mm-hmm. deal with it. Because that's all you can do. Yeah. Navigate through dealing with it. And and it's the same thing on the other side of the fence. I mean, nobody has, you know, it's not rocket science. And it's not, <clears throat> there's no real original thought in either program. Right. You know, the, the, there's a... There's a guide, of course, there's books and literature and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Um, but there's kind of a, a generic guide and it helps you follow a path to find out what what your own or my own personal understanding of what it is that I'm walking through to get to where I'm looking to go. Right. And it, it um, makes you do a little bit of introspective yeah, yeah. thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and the 12 steps haven't changed. And they're used in a lot of different fellowships now. So there's and got to be something to that. They could be used in real yes, life. Yes, I think everybody ought to help. go through yeah, it. it just, would help. just to make you think about a yeah. few little things. Mm-hmm. Like, are you really in control in this world? No. Yeah. Especially not if you're, you know, your addiction has control of you. Yeah, and, and it... You know, people, um, there's so many different addictions in, in, in the world today that, you know, you could, you could, I could even use it when I buy the jelly beans at 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> you know? 
I need to keep you out of that 7-Eleven. No, I'm, I, I, I don't eat as much candy as I used to. <clears throat> oh, I bought some um, some white chocolate Reese's cups. I'm not a fan of white chocolate. Ooh. No. These were good. I ate three no. of them before I came over here. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I feel your pain. <laughs> I got some white chocolate downstairs I'll give you because I don't even eat it. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's it's the, um, what do you call it there? The, uh, it's that expensive chocolate. But uh, we're coming in on a close. We just got the one-minute uh, gig. So I don't know how long ago that was. I was thinking of chocolate. Now we got 30 oh, no, seconds. Now we got the 30 seconds. So with that. <laughs> with miracles in recovery, hope is in your corner. That it is. Good night, everybody. Stay blessed. Thank you for joining us this week for Miracles in Recovery. Be sure to listen again for another edition with your host, Ray Lynch, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Have a great week. Hope is in your corner.